Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be a delightful trip into the forums and information pages of RestoringForeskin.org. Now, referring... <laughs> Now, RestoringForeskin.org is a website for men who are considering restoring their foreskins. That's pretty straightforward. This is an unusual thing, but it's a hot topic. You know, the circumcision is a hot button issue for a lot of people. You know, some men who get circumcised later decide that they would like to undo it. And before we get into it, let me just read to you this information from Wikipedia, which describes foreskin restoration as the process of expanding the skin on the penis in an effort to regain the functional benefits of the foreskin, which may have been removed by circumcision. Foreskin restoration is primarily accomplished through non-surgical methods by expanding the residual skin to induce the growth of new skin tissue. However, surgical methods also exist. So there are a lot of reasons why people want to have their foreskins restored, and this website is specifically for that. They use a lot of terminology, some of which I have not been able to figure out. Most of them refer to either the methods or the devices that people use to stretch their foreskins, you know, to encourage reforeskinning. But um, I think you'll get the idea. But before I read about restoring your foreskin, I just want to say, as usual, thanks to everyone who's been writing reviews on iTunes and other places. I super duper appreciate it. And thanks for the people who've requested magnets. I still have quite a few magnets. So if you have been a listener and you would like a magnet, please let me know by emailing me at loureads at gmail.com. That is the best way to get a hold of me. And I tend to reply rather quickly. Beyond that, I don't have any new news. New York is super hot right now. And when I record these, I can't have any air conditioning on. So I am sweaty. All right, let's get back to the podcast. So the first thing we'll read from Restoring foreskin.org is a beginner's guide to foreskin restoration. And it goes like this. The beginner's restoration guide contributed by Tally. There are lots of benefits to having a foreskin. Foreskin restoration allows a circumcised man to regain many of those benefits. But how to start? How to restore your foreskin? This beginner's guide provides basic information for someone beginning to restore. It also tries to answer some common questions. First, it helps to understand the anatomy and the correct terminology of the penis, including the intact ones. The head of your penis is the glands, not the gland. The corona is the ridge between the glands and the shaft of the penis. The sulcus is the valley behind the corona on your shaft. The inner foreskin remnant extends from the corona to your circumcision scar. The frenulum extends from the ventral side of your glands to your circ scar. The ridged band, sometimes called the frenar band, is the structure at the tip of the intact foreskin that is completely removed during a routine infant circumcision. The ridged band, the frenulum, and the corona have a high concentration of sensory receptors called Meissner corpuscles. Second, what does CI and some number mean? If you see that someone is CI2, that means the person is a certain point on the coverage index. There is also a variation of the coverage index called the real coverage index. And according to this link, with the coverage index, you can quantify how much foreskin you have no matter whether you're circumcised or natural. What is the best way to restore? Sorry, but no one knows the best method for you to restore. We are all different and have different likes and needs. 
Viva la différence! For example, my primary tugging method is manual tugging. Some guys cannot stand manual tugging and prefer tape. To find the best way to restore, experiment. Start with the list below and try them all. All the methods work. Stay with the methods that you like and that fit into your lifestyle. Ideally, you want to find a tugging method that becomes a habit and you do it without even thinking about it. How to start? The best way to start is to begin tugging. If you are cut tight, you most likely cannot wear a bi-directional device like the CAT2, DTR, or TLC, hyphen X until you grow some slack skin. Your best option is to start with one or more of the following. Manual tugging. Brackets method two is good for starting. This is the easiest and least expensive tugging method. To start out, tug just a few minutes a day and with light tension. Read about my manual tugging routine. Each time you tug, either tug for a longer time or add a little bit of tension. Cross taping. Cross taping is typically only useful for those who are cut very tight, only when first starting. It is also useful for retaining your skin over your glands. See illustrated guide to cross taping by Norm Phoenix. T-taping. See T-taping manufacturer, a graphic guide in nine parts and the T-tape picture book. Many start with T-taping and keep on using it until they finish. Canister method instructions are on the TLC Tugger website. The super canister method is made specifically for foreskin restoration. And the TLC Tugger can be used if you have enough slack, maybe a CI2. Of course, referring to the coverage index. Is it dangerous? Will I hurt myself? Tugging is not dangerous, but tuggers can often be their own worst enemy. I have heard of guys hurting themselves. Usually, if there is an injury, it is either because the person is tugging too hard, brackets, too much tension or tugging for too many hours at a time, or fell asleep while tugging and either slept through the pain or had a nocturnal erection. Fortunately, most injuries are only skin tears that will heal in a short time, but there is no reason to ever injure yourself. Just tug in moderation and avoid sleeping while tugging until you have the experience to do it properly, if you do it at all. If you tug properly and have normal skin, you will not get stretch marks. My first concern when I started was that I would get stretch marks. Never happened, and I tugged with a lot of tension. In fact, it rarely happens to anyone. Stretch marks occur when there is too much tension for a long period of time. If you are tugging that hard, you will see other signs before you get to the point of having stretch marks. If you see your skin getting red, raw, or you are getting sore or feeling pain, stop! You are tugging too hard. What about sensitivity? The glands and inner foreskin are mucous membranes, the same type of tissue as under your eyelids or in your mouth. Because of the rubbing against your clothes, the glands and inner foreskin keratinize. That is, they develop a callus layer that reduces sensitivity. To regain that sensitivity, you need to keep your glands covered 24-7. I waited until I started getting some coverage before I worried about covering my glands. Others may want to start with that first. I wear a <laughs> I wear a baby bottle nipple retainer to pull my new slack skin over my glands. Others use tape, a tape ring, or a tapeless ring. How long it takes to regain sensitivity depends on how keratinized you are and if you keep it covered all the time. It took me six to seven months of retaining before my skin became smooth and shiny and sensitive, but I am 53 and started out with almost no sensitivity. Others report increased sensitivity in just weeks or months. General tips. Restoring foreskin will take a long time. Do not try to rush it or try too hard. Don't be overzealous. Pay attention to your skin and stop if it hurts you or you get sore. Start out slow and see how it goes. 
increase the tension and tugging time slowly. More is not necessarily better. Many restorers have discovered that less is better. I manually tug only one hour a day, and I am very happy with my progress. Others tug half a day, all day, or all day and night. Don't tug when asleep until after you have some tugging experience. You need to learn your limits, and you definitely do not want to hurt your penis. You are not stretching your foreskin to make it longer. You are stretching your foreskin to induce mitosis so your foreskin will grow longer. Read the posts here and on the and on the other forums. There is a wealth of information out there just waiting for you. If you have any questions, just post a question in the forums in the member side of the site. So, that is the beginner's guide. And we'll move from that to a blog on the restoringforeskin.org site entitled Yogo92's blog in a post entitled Uneven Inner Skin. And it goes like this. Has anybody had uneven growth that is noticeable and have you been able to fix it? I am currently a CI3 and have this problem. I have been doing manual on the right side to even it out the past couple days. I was just curious if anybody had the same problem and if it was fixed. I worry that when I get to a CI4, it won't look right. And Slim Jim writes, Yep, I have uneven growth as well. I am mro on the right side than the left. I'm working on evening things out and have been somewhat successful, but I'm still uneven. I assume that as you grow more skin, it will be easier to get a hold on the area that's shorter and just tug on that. So it may take a while for you to even things out. Keep going! And JP1933 writes, I started out with more skin on top and less skin on the bottom. I have been told not to worry a booty it until I get full coverage, then I've been told you can tweak it if needed. And Freddy's adds, Hello Yogo92. Actually, with most devices, the skin grows faster at the points of higher tension, which will considerably help in getting an even edge at the tip. I had to start stretching one side until I got enough skin to T-tape all the way around the shaft, but now you could not tell that there was ever any difference. We all worry about an unsightly outcome, but the skin seems to know its function and spontaneously grows to fulfill it. Best regards, Freddy's. And Alt Fitbud writes, When I started, I had a lot more skin on the bottom, tan the top. After six months of putting the skin evenly into the DTR, you can't tell a difference. And Energizer Bunny W writes, I ran into this problem too, eight periods. It was early on, 10 periods. And I was able to fix it, but I have a unique device that I made myself that has weights that I can attach to it, and it is the type of weights that are pipe fittings, so I was able to put a on it and make the weights I added go out towards one side, brackets the side that was shorter. It fixed it within a week or two, 10 periods. But the device I made, eight periods, I'm able to use up to 10 pounds of weight on it, 10 periods, which puts a lot of tension and helps fix stuff like that really good. And Energizer Bunny adds again, One other thing I noticed that can help even out an uneven growth of skin, 10 periods, when using the weights I use, 6 periods, I also bunch up a bit more skin under the retainer on the side that is longer to make sure I put tension on more skin on the side that is short, 20 periods. And Ha Lifted Guy writes, also, when you look at pictures or see intact foreskins, they are often uneven, often longer on the ventral side, brackets, teapot spout, or with the opening to the left or to the right. I think it's most important just to grow skin. Perhaps your natural foreskin would have been uneven as well. And Crooked Cut writes, I started mine with a good amount of inner skin, and it is pretty darn uneven. After almost two years, it's still uneven. 
I'm not going to worry about it, though. I think if I grow enough outer skin to roll over, then uneven inner skin won't really matter. The fact is that I have a long way to go, and I'll be happy when I'm at the point that I am dealing with the appearance of my overhang. And Denoman DC writes, I agree with the guys, including how lifted guy and crooked cut. Things will be uneven and you shouldn't worry about it too much. I was cut pretty tight. I remember jacking as a teenager and there was no play in the skin along my shaft. In my 40s, I noticed there was quite a bit of play, especially on one side. The side that four fingers of my hand held during jacking coincidence? I don't think so. I hope to have a nice looking foreskin when I finish, but I'm much more interested in have the coverage for the protection and the usability, less so if it hangs a bit uneven. Smiley face emoticon. And Sid B adds, I have more skin on the underside of my cock than on the top. So far, I have not been able to even it out. Crying emoticon. Erect penis emoticon. You know, it don't come easy. And Fruit Snacks adds, Well, I'm glad it's not just me. And we'll leave that blog post and go to a new discussion in the forums, subform foreskin restoration, subform general restoration discussion, in a thread started by Intact John Smith, entitled Intact Here. And it goes like this. Hello, how are you? I'm asking if I can ask if I can restore my foreskin even though I am intact. The purpose being I want to have an even longer foreskin and really stretch it out. My intact package is extremely huge in the morning thanks to good blood circulation and having a foreskin with all the 20,000 nerve endings still. Would I theoretically be able to create an even more sensation by making it grow? The wonderful foreskin of mine, that is. The goal, to have my foreskin resemble an elephant's trunk in length. Also, would like to show solidarity with my fellow circumcised restorer, who I know, and red-pilled him on the importance of restoration his butchered foreskin. They took everything. It's a tragedy. Any of the restorers here start when they were younger in their teens? And Rude writes, Yes, intact men can lengthen their foreskins, and yes, you can have a quote-unquote elephant trunk if you tug long enough. The length of time necessary depends on how much foreskin you already possess and how loyal you are to the process. Thus, it's completely up to you, though it seems intact men can grow new skin cells somewhat faster than can cut men. There's no magic formula. It's an interesting question about the possibility of gaining even more sensation by lengthening an intact foreskin. I doubt anyone knows for sure or how to measure the difference, but we'll wait for confirmation from you and from your quote-unquote first hand experience. And intact John Smith replies, I will manually tug, and it is easy for me. We'll keep you apprised of my progress. And Jack Santoro writes, you can never have too much foreskin unless you start tripping over it in the shower. And Mr. Ice Age Grills writes, I think he is full of himself and is looking for an excuse to post on here. Just my two cents. Lol, I'm not buying it. He complimented himself, what, three times? No one cares. And Nilla Hit writes, I didn't want to come off as negative, but I feel vaguely mocked by his post. But maybe I'm just feeling raw. Hearing about what I can't ever get back really puts me in a dark place. And intact John Smith replies, Hi friend, I was going to post in one of your threads. Now I can write in this one. You also mentioned you are 8 inches in length and would give some inches for the foreskin. I feel your pain. I view the circumcised individuals you as victims. This horrible ritual was done to you and it is none of your fault. 
Have you started educating the younger generation of males to start properly caring for their privates and to get into foreskin restoration? Would like to hear of men who have started foreskin restoration through manual tugging as a young boy and what results you have attained. And Wesley writes, Yeah, I've not heard of a new guy dropping in who somehow educated a circumcised friend about this but doesn't know himself and declares he has quote-unquote 20,000 nerve endings like it was something he learned in grade school. Oh well, sure, you can lengthen it, guy. Why not? Sounds great to me. I started when I was about 14, eh? And Rude writes, wow, give the guy a break. And intact underscore Nas writes, I don't think intact John Smith is bragging. I am happy he feels that his foreskin is wonderful. I know I am thrilled with mine. And Andre replies to Nilahit, reassuring him by saying, you will feel sensitivity just like an intact person when you are fully restored. Yes, you can have back what you lost. The issue is to restore properly. Once your inner skin covers the whole length of your glands when flaccid, you should feel sexual pleasure at levels you can only imagine. I'm restored and still working on more skin. Trust me when I tell you that you should put as much effort and energy on your restoration. The rewards are amazing. I understand you feel raw with your current situation, and you are not alone, but focusing on your goals and working towards them is worth the undertaking. Those here who are fully restored can confirm my statement. And foreskin puckered <laughs> and foreskin pucker wund writes, Andre, I couldn't have said it any better. Amen. And we'll leave that thread and go to a new thread in the restoringforeskin.org forums, subforum general, subforum anger and grief, in a thread started by Nilla Hit entitled, I just need to get this out. And it goes like this. I don't particularly care if anyone ever reads it or what they think of it. I just need to get these thoughts into text so they don't keep churning in my head. I was circumcised as an infant. My parents are dead. I've been upset about circumcision for years now. My father died when I was young, but my mother was around until a couple of years ago. I always burned to ask her, quote unquote, why, why would you do this to me? But I already knew the answer because she was told it was the right thing to do because she didn't know any better. Because God love her, it was 1990 and she lived in the central U.S. And who could you trust with the nice white doctor with his calm smile and a reassuring textbook bullshit? He said everyone else gets it done and like my father before me, I too must walk this path. In my slow-moving mission to clean out her house, I actually found the invoice for my own circumcision 25 years past and I found the paper trail of my own mutilation. Such a simple, unassuming little piece of paper. The old-school 90s printer-style invoicing paper, the kind with little tear-off snibbly bits on this each side. That's the one, faded green carbon copy ink and all. The simple little half-sheet of paper detailing in exquisite itemized detail how much mutilating my most intimate organ set back my mother. I was her first and only son. She was struggling, virtually a single mother on a teacher's paycheck and a father just out of prison. Money never came easy for us, but they made certain... <laughs> But they made certain to talk her into spending hundreds of dollars she undoubtedly did not have to deny me any kind of sexual pleasure in adulthood. I am gay and discovered intact men early on in puberty via porn. Likely through my leaning towards European features, I likely ran into a lot of European men in porn. What began as a curiosity turned into a preference, turned into a fetish, turned into an obsession. I am now deeply ensnared in a dark depression that ebbs and flows but never fully abates. The only solace I find is in the company of other intact men watching an intact man fully enjoy his sexuality his organ is the only thing that brings me 
any measure of comfort. I'll live vicariously through the orgasms of others. It is the only thing that brings me any sort of enduring pleasure or stimulation. Even in the state of heightened arousal, I am barely able to function sexually. I have an extreme loss of sensitivity. Achieving an erection and sustaining one without constant high-tempo friction is impossible. Oral sex is unfulfilling and often a chore. I find myself struggling for arousal and straining to achieve orgasm just to save my partner the chore of another 15 or 30 minutes of fruitlessly slaving away on my difficult member. Brackets, I am not pleasant to perform oral on. I can admit that it is an almost objective fact. Often I need uncomfortably fast succession. Brackets, i.e. face fuck. <laughs> Again, for most of my partners, this is something that will not work between us physically. They start to see it as their duty. Oh, what a turn on. Again, the closest thing I have to arousal is the emotional pleasure and psychological satisfaction of admiring my partner, his body, and his intact natural beauty. Thus, I find myself struggling to enjoy myself with other cut men. Their scar reminds me of my scar, of our joint loss, the pleasure and ecstasy that is our birthright stolen from us. It's hard to be aroused just looking at the scar tissue, the keratinization, the loss of sensation, the loss of tissue, the loss... It's like having a mirror taped to your face. And that is not even getting into the difficulties other cut men have just in getting off physically. They don't even realize it. Penetration is a joke. The slightest brush of the glands with any kinds of hair is an instant erection killer, disqualifying many great partners. Penetration is awkward and challenging, and to maintain an erection whilst doing so is screamingly frustrating. Don't even make me laugh and try to get condoms involved. You'll never get it down the shaft without losing stiffness. If penetration is achieved, it takes a cruelly high frequency to achieve any stimulation and achieve orgasm. I injure my partners frequently. <laughs> Recently, having made my partner orgasm twice in short succession, I was actually told, quote unquote, hurry up and come, you're hurting me. What a turn on. Who doesn't want to hear that when they're trying to enjoy some shared pleasure? Thus, I find myself forced to try to locate intact men in the middle of religious white middle America. My options for finding an intact man that can properly stimulate me visually in the way I require are hilariously slim. We're talking maybe two to three dozen people in a metropolitan area in the 300,000s plus. And it isn't even covering if there is any kind of connection between us. So I find my dating life and thus my social life and even mental health just completely deteriorating. I'm not getting any younger. And yet I feel slave to this quest that is not only impossible to fulfill, but also devastating to my mental health. I find myself stuck in a vicious cycle. The only relief I have is in watching the toe curling, leg shaking, lip quivering, speechless all body orgasms. I'm able to bring the intact men in my life. And even then, in my most happy moment, I am brought to tears, tears of sorrow of what I cannot and will not ever have. The feeling is the most bittersweet thing I cannot describe. I sink deeper and deeper into a bottomless <laughs> Man, long. I sink deeper and deeper into a bottomless depression. I feel like there's no way out and the suicidal thoughts that have always plagued me simply intensify in effectiveness and thoroughness. I feel as if there's no escape from this. I have found a total of one guy who felt as strongly about this as I do and he avoided the subject and finally me in the end because it brought him such emotional anguish. I have found myself spilling my guts out to so many strangers as I cannot even help myself to try to avoid blurting out my feelings on the subject at one point or another. What irritates me is how many men actually share how I feel, less intensely but still concur. So many men seek out their intact brethren as I do. Yet so many cut men regret the choice robbed from them as well. Not to mention the intact men that are actually humiliated and emotionally scarred by cruel men who don't realize that they are the ones who should be ashamed. And the even more ruthless women who would rather perpetuate untold damage than admit their own wrongdoings or overcome their own blind cultural bias for quote-unquote aesthetics. Monsters 
all. It is so difficult to find anyone to talk to about this. Many, most cut guys would rather deny the truth and make you out to be the fool. Most of the ones who don't can't even talk about it. Women are almost useless in this regard, as so rarely do they care to see about the damage being done to something that our culture has taught so hilariously little about. Intact men often realize the barbarity of the procedure and sympathize with your pain, but they cannot realize the loss that has been visited upon me. Only imagine it. It's ironic as we are a mirror image in that regard. I've tried coming here before, but it is difficult to get through two or three threads before being gripped by such a sadness, such a sensation of loss, the kind that forces your trembling eyelids shut and your crushing feelings of helplessness to the point that all you can do is curl inward mentally and physically and have a sadness of the soul that cannot be shut away. I find myself doubting if I could even stick with restoration, if I would always feel a lame second best to the true pure natural form that is my birthright, that I will never feel all that I am deserved to feel, and that I will always be a lump of messy, useless scar tissue, damaged goods. I want to leave this country behind and find a place where circumcision is rightfully recognized for what it is, but I fear that even surrounded by peace and solace, I will be rejected. A cruel irony in that the mirror society I've always dreamed of, the quote-unquote other will see me as I see me, inferior, damaged goods. Could the poor ever truly be understood by the rich, especially in the land of plenty? I fear it and doubt it. So here I sit, surrounded by exasperation and rage and sadness and an impotence and hope and fear, and most of all, just exhaustion. I just want it all to be over, the constant wear and tear on my mind, body, and spirit to be done with. Thanks if you made it this far. And do I want to replies. I'm very sorry for your loss and for the difficulties and letdowns genital mutilation has caused you. Well said. It is a travesty and an outrage. Did you mention what the receptionist said your mutilation cost? I do hope you give restoration a chance to improve things for you, especially since it's done such harm to you. It just might help. I really hope you can experience a much improved sex life and life in general. I hope you consider it. Hang in there and know you're not alone. And Daniel1980 replies, I know your sadness and outrage sadly all too well. Keep what's left of your stick on the ice and play this sick game of a nightmare. And Wesley adds, I have my invoice too. What a bargain. I just try not to think about events past. Rather, I think about the future. Mine and others. Also, dot matrix printer. And C. Phil 31 writes, I feel your pain. You are not alone. Circoncision is constantly trying to ruin my life. I recommend trying to get psychological help. This isn't a problem they can fix and make go away, but they can give you tools to get through the rough patches quicker and I little less weathered. Best of luck and much strength. And Nick Beak replies, Even though our stories are different, your description of the sexual dysfunction caused by circumcision are exactly to the letter the same as mine. That dysfunction is the force that drove me to find this place. I am married to a woman that is fully functional sexually. She is beautiful and I've always been jealous of her for being quote-unquote normal and loathed myself for being abnormal. What's worse is I have in the past blamed her for my problems. That just is not fair to her and I need to make amends for that. I want to share the good news with you now. I have been restoring for two months now. I am making what I deem to be average progress having achieved CI3. With that small gain in skin mobility has come sensitivity. Just a little bit, but a noticeable gain nonetheless. My wife has noticed the difference in how I feel, 
brackets to her during intercourse and I have noticed a difference in how she feels. I don't need to pound her until we are bore sore and worn out to achieve climax. In 22 years of marriage, I can count on one hand the number of times she has been able to make me climax by giving me oral and it's not for lack of trying. She has worked hard at it time and time again, only leading to disappointment and even argument at times. The other day she began to give me oral and it felt very different for me. Within just a few minutes, I was breathing hard. When my wife realized that she was making progress and the world changed for both of us right then and there, she relaxed and even played with me to the point of bringing me close and slowing down several times. She was enjoying having control over and giving me pleasure. A first in our long marriage. It was a breakthrough moment for us both. There is hope to be had here. We are able to fix our physical dysfunction. In only two months, I am beginning to fix 49 years of problems caused by Cirque. Bring the body and the mind will follow. There are men here of all shapes and sizes and all sexual orientations. I think if you can look for the similarities and follow someone who has had some success at restoration, you can find the physical rehabilitation that you seek. As you heal physically, I'm sure you can find the mental relief, either here or with a professional or both. I wish you all the best in your journey and hope my words have helped you in some way. Keep on tugging. And we'll leave that thread and go to a new thread in the restoringforeskin.org forum, subforum, foreskin restoration, subforum, care and maintenance in a thread started by Tug21 entitled, Slightly Worried About New Scent That Is Noticeable to Others. And it goes like this. Recently, I have developed the sweet, musky, and intoxicating smell people here have mentioned so often. And like them, I had began wonder slash worry if it was noticeable to others as I can smell it through my trousers. Anyway, yesterday when I came close to my brother to show him something, he said, quote unquote, why do you kind of smell like cat food? And made me wonder, was my new scent actually the bad one people experience with decaratinization or just the usual smell? Should people be able to notice it? I am slightly worried. And the restoring person adds, Cat food? First time I've heard male musk referred to as such. Andre replies, If you are just starting to produce musk, it will go through several phases of odor until it settles into a naturally masculine smell of your own. The smell is caused by developing bacterial flora under your foreskin. When we were circumcised, we lost most of the skin bacteria around the penis. When you restore, you are bringing back the penile ecosystem. Since this ecosystem is still in its developing stage with you, you will go through several odor phases. I've never heard someone mentioning their musk smells like cat food, but you can see the correlation. To your brother, you had a fishy smell. You will go through a fishy smell phase, then will turn into a cheesy smell. Depending on how you treat your foreskin, the smell will go back and forth until the perfect bacterial flora settles under your foreskin. Then it will be the typical male musk most intact men smell like. Since I wear an O-ring constantly, I have very few issues where the musk escapes my trousers. It was more pronounced at the beginning of my restoration. As of now, even when I don't wear my ring, my musk is not as intense as in the beginning. Give yourself some time for your prepudial flora to adjust and grow. The main thing is that you have to be on board with the smell and embrace it as your own. Some men find this smell atrocious, so they wash their foreskin daily. That's a shame. All the biological activity under the hood serves as a natural protective barrier against pathogens. And Tug21 replies, Thank you, Andre. This makes a lot of sense. Very helpful. And Andre replies again, With different prepudial floral quote-unquote foods, 
For example, if you produce pre-cum, that fluid will feed your flora one way, giving you a mild smell. If you leave semen under the skin, this will turn up the intensity of your musk to super high levels and super fishy. If you leave a bit of urine under the skin, the smell will turn sour. Experimenting with how different activities affect your penile smell, but you will learn how and when to wash without loosing the ecosystem needed for a healthy penis. Restoration means many things, and one of them is getting used to behave like an intact male. It also means accepting some natural facts about the prepuce. Even at my current state of development, I'm still getting used to the idea of having a foreskin, and I don't regret for one second the fact that I decided to restore. Have fun! And Tug21 replies, I don't think I have that much coverage yet that I could gather pre-cum semen or urine. Brackets, I have corona coverage. But maybe I shouldn't apply shea butter before I start my day now that my inner skin is starting to produce its own moistures. Thanks for the advice. And want it back too, writes. Just rinse off if it gets to be too much for you. And that's one sign of progress for you. Take care. And Doug period G writes, Having attained full coverage in a flaccid state, I have developed, to my sense of smell, a deliciously musky male aroma when I retract my foreskin. Others have agreed with me. I never smell that aroma while fully undercover, so I have little concern as to the possible effect on others. It is a heady, strictly male aroma that my wife tells me is very sexually stimulating. I couldn't be more pleased. And Homark writes, Thank you so much, Andre. I had an idea of some kind of smell, but very far from the good explanation you provided. I am led to believe that because of the aseptic era we now live in, many intact men wash the foreskin all in and out and loose the bacterial flora you refer to. It will take me a good year to get there, but at least now I know. Mark. And Jack Santoro replies, The aroma is one of the attributes of the normal penis. Advertisements by companies that make deodorants have persuaded many Americans that natural aromas are dirty. Sure, that sells deodorants. And Z726 writes, Funny you should mention this when your avatar is a picture of a fish. Smiley face emoticon. Make sure to rinse, but don't use soap. It can throw off the balance of whatever bacterial flora is responsible for producing various smells under the foreskin. If you've got any semen trapped underneath after sex or masturbation, that'll also give an undesirable smell. And Satan777 writes, I don't yet have full coverage or even consistent coverage, but I've experienced Andre's three situations. Never, quote unquote, cat food, brackets, WTF? Not the tuna scent people joke about with women, but often, quote unquote, oceanic. Some days more pleasant than others, but none are bad. Usually after ejaculation and that port orgasm snail trail of semen stays behind, it's never been strong enough for me to smell through my clothes, and I really doubt it would be noticeable to any other than maybe a sommelier sniffing in the right area, but I have noticed it several times when skinning back to pee after it's had time to ferment. And speaking of pee, I'm now wondering if, since different foods and drink affect the smell of urine, brackets coffee asparagus, would that in turn affect the scent of foreskin? And London Stretcher writes, Hey, hey, at your bro smelling your cock. This is why I wash mine with a bit of body wash with a finger. Must admit more sensitive down there now, but I don't care what anyone says. A pH neutral soap wash is a must to get rid of the musk. I would be paranoid if someone would go suck my cock and get a smell and a nasty taste to go with it. And Kenneth Zinks writes, Actually, you'd be surprised what going without soap can accomplish for your natural bacterial levels. That alone tends to solve any offensive odor issues. I achieved the same success with my underarms. No DO, just warm water rinses. And Hound Dog replies, For those who wish to use soap 
around their foreskin. You do have a couple of options for soaps that are mild enough for under the foreskin provided you rinse well when done. Women have a mild soap called, quote-unquote, Summer's Eve. If anyone needs genital soap for mildness more than men, it would be women. The other soap, which I suspect is much like, quote-unquote, Summer's Eve, would be Johnson's Baby Shampoo. If it is safe enough to get in a baby's eyes without damaging them, I suspect it is safe enough to wash your foreskin with. I used to do, quote-unquote, eyelid, okay, I used to do, quote-unquote, eyelid hygiene on orders from my ophthalmologist and found a mild baby shampoo cleaning of the eyes to be very refreshing. Brackets not into the eyes on purpose, but scrubbing the edge of the eyelids. Of course, some got into my eyes with no problems at all. However, listening to all the advice regarding just rinsing and not using any soap, I decided to try it. And I found that in general, I could get along without soap. No strong odors, no quote-unquote cheese or anything else unpleasant. I do retract when peeing and dry off when done. Do not leave urine under your foreskin. Yeah, I know it won't hurt, but it will develop a strong odor, and washing after sex with a mild soap is preferable. I am of the impression that musk odors are age-related, and I suspect they are stronger in younger adults. I do know that females have a stronger odor when young. Hound Dog And James31254 writes, I like my intact smell and I don't care if others can smell it. It's mine, and I earned it. James. Okay, well, what do you think about that? Are you, uh, have you started tugging on your skin around your penis to give yourself a foreskin? Hot topic, I tell you. Um, yeah, a lot of people feel very strongly about uh, circumcision and not getting them. I have a friend who I used to do improv with who, because of uh, a rigidity issue with the skin, he had to be circumcised uh, when he was like in fifth grade or something like that. And he's slightly traumatized by it, I think, because the rest of his family is not circumcised. But um, yeah, he, uh, he got over it. He bangs a lot of chicks. No complaints. <laughs> anyway, so, you know. It's a hot topic. I've had personally discussions with people about it. You know, I don't think religion is an excuse for any sort of absurd, outdated procedure. I think the cleanliness thing is true. It's easier to keep a circumcised penis clean for a child who is lazy and doesn't clean themselves normally. But later on in life, it doesn't make a difference as long as you keep yourself clean. And uh, But whatever, that's just my opinion. I'm sure you have your own well-informed opinion about it. Yeah, what are you going to do? I mean, some people have their foreskin, some people don't. Um, just, to, just to confirm, I'm not interested in having this conversation. So if you want to have more discussion about this, join this forums at restoringforeskin.org. I will say that this, this uh, whatever it is, subculture of restoring foreskin, there is a lot of stuff to read about it. Like um, just the, you know, the manuals for the self-tugging and the taping and how to elongate your skin and how to keep it, you know, this, that, and the other thing stretched and all these weird, like, devices, modified devices. I looked at a, an unfortunate amount of uh, penises with, like, uh, they're like cones and sort of, like, stretch out the skin and, like, cover the head of the penis and you pull the skin over the... I, I, it's even hard to... I would look at them and then look away because I was just sort of like, oh, no, this is awful to look at. I don't want to see it. It's just more of a... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's more of like, it looks like a series of cock torture devices um, that people put themselves through in order to get themselves a foreskin, I guess. And I guess it's the same skin. It's not a different type of skin, but I'm not a doctor. 
Yeah, I'm not a doctor or an intactivist, as they call themselves, I, as I came to learn. So, whatever. I'm just glad I don't have to look at it anymore. So anyway, I think that'll wrap up this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for You. I hope you enjoyed listening to the sad state of affairs of the mutilated penis men of the world who are still mad at their parents for having them circumcised. So I am not going to go looking for a female genital mutilation forum because I'm sure that would be just as depressing or even more depressing because that stuff usually happens later. Um, but anyhow... As always, let's end up by saying, if you like the podcast, please rate it on iTunes uh, and Stitcher and anywhere else that people can read things about a thing in a positive manner. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing it with your friends. Thanks for exposing your friends to the awfulness of the internet and the mysteries. And that'll be it for this episode. So thanks for listening. My name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads, restoringforeskin.org for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.